Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 282 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that shows us just how much you love us. Thank you for sending your son to teach us more about you. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter 15. The Pharisees are after Jesus again. This time it's about washing hands. He immediately turned the accusations against them and accused them of not caring for their parents as the law required them to do and not allowing others to care for their parents either. The priests were taking money from the people for themselves instead of having them care for their parents with it. In verse 6, Jesus said, For the sake of your tradition, the rules handed down by your forefathers, you have set aside the word of God, depriving it of force and authority and making it of no effect. Then Jesus called them hypocrites. Interestingly, the disciples didn't quite understand his teaching. The ones who had been with him day in and day out for quite some time were a bit dull, as he called it. Just as our faith and understanding waned from time to time, so did theirs. They were human just as we are. I appreciate their fallibility and appreciate that this was written so we have more understanding of our human nature. We live in a fallen world and will never live in perfection here, even though Jesus died to make us perfect before the Lord. We can be especially thankful we are covered by Jesus' blood today and every day. Then we read about Jesus healing a woman's daughter. She was a Canaanite woman, and Jesus didn't initially allow his healing power to help her because she was considered a heathen. However, her persistence and faith gave him pause to listen and cure her daughter. Jesus saw her great faith and gave her daughter the healing she most desired. Miracles happen when we believe Jesus is able. May we receive an extra measure of faith today. Yesterday, Jesus fed the thousands, and today he feeds thousands more. Verse 38 says there were 4,000 men, not including women and children. If we allow just one spouse and one child per family, there were likely more than that. Then he would have fed 12,000 people with just seven loaves of bread and a few small fish. Another miracle of feeding the people was done. Jesus made sure the people were fed with physical food while he fed them with spiritual food. Let us follow his example and make sure those we talk to about spiritual things are also well fed physically. Let's see what Paul is writing in 2 Timothy chapter 4 today. This is the last chapter Paul writes to Timothy. He encourages him to hold fast to the truth. In verse 2 he writes, Herald and preach the word. Keep your sense of urgency. Stand by, be at hand and ready, whether the opportunity seems to be favorable or unfavorable, whether it is convenient or inconvenient, whether it is welcome or unwelcome. You as the preacher of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong and convince them, rebuking and correcting, warning and urging and encouraging them. This is great advice for us today too. Not everything we do is convenient. We tend to gravitate to what is, but convenience isn't necessary to do God's work. We should be ready at any time to share God's word. Paul knows his time is coming to an end and he asks for a few comforts to be brought to him like his cloak. I'm sure it was cold, damp and uncomfortable in prison. His writing indicates he is looking forward to the end. He also asks for some books and parchments, more comfort, and likely used to help teach others. He taught until the end of his life. It would probably have been easier to just sit in the corner and feel bad for himself. But he prayed, wrote, and encouraged the church even when it was inconvenient. 
We too have a place in God's kingdom to share his word and serve his people. Let us take inventory today of what we can do to further God's mission. Well, let's see what Jeremiah writes in chapter 7. Jeremiah starts with God's words, asking the people to change. In verse 3, he says, Amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Unfortunately, they were listening to the prophets who told them nothing would happen to them because the house of the Lord, the temple, was there. But the temple would not save them this time. God wanted them to care for the less fortunate, the fatherless, and the widows. He wanted them to stop worshiping idols they made their gods. The Lord took offense that they committed such sin and then had the nerve to go into his temple. He couldn't believe they would gather wood, make fires, and knead their dough to make cakes for a God they called the Queen of Heaven. He is driven to anger. In verse 23, the Lord reminds them that he told the Israelites of old, Listen to and obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you will be my people, and walk in the whole way that I command you, that it may be well with you. Even back then, the people didn't listen to him, and he called them stiff-necked people. So the Lord will separate himself from them and allow them to be killed. In chapter 8, he tells them the Babylonian army will come and destroy them. The people do not repent. They do not know their place on earth, he says. The birds know their time of migration and their place on earth, but God's people didn't. He will let them be overthrown. Verse 8 references Mark 17. Again, I recommend you looking up that verse as you read this chapter. Jesus talks about nullifying the authority of the word of God through their traditions. Jeremiah is prophesying correctly as he was given the word through God. And he mourns over them. He mourns over what he sees will happen to Jerusalem and God's people. If they would only listen, but they would not. Verse 22 says, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people restored? Because Zion no longer enjoyed the presence of the great physician. Exodus 15:26 is referenced here where God says that if they hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do what is right in his sight and will listen to and obey his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases upon you which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Well, we read they did none of those things, so the covenant between them was broken. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 101. King David starts singing about God's mercy, loving kindness, and justice. Then he writes about how he will keep evil from his purview. In verse 4, he writes, A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will know no evil person or thing. He will also keep evil from his house. In his wisdom, David knows that we are all open to persuasion, so he is determined to keep the wicked things far from him. In fact, in the last verse, verse 8, he writes, Morning after morning I will root up all the wicked in the land, that I may eliminate all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. David is determined to not only keep wicked and evil out of his own home, but is determined to eliminate it from the city, the city of the Lord. He was a man after God's own heart. He is a wise example for us to follow. Let us pray. O oh Lord, thank you for showing us your deep love for us through your word. Help us receive your love. Help us be obedient to you as you lead and guide us. Help us give our whole hearts to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.